I just know the under the boardwalk. Out of the sun. Under the boardwalk. Got in a hand job. Boardwalk. Boardwalk. Welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 109. Woo! I'm Chris, and joining me as always are... Ames. Caitlin. Every drink. This week we'll be looking at A Matter of Time and New Ground. In A Matter of Time, the Enterprise <laughs> is en route to Pentara 4 to deal with, I don't know, some kind of with nuclear Pantera? winter type thing. When some guy doing a Jim Carrey impression arrives. No shit, right? That was the neighbor from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He was also apparently Max Headroom. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. But he says his name is Berlinghoff Rasmussen, which is delightfully dumb. Isn't it Rasmussen? It, I mean, it should be, but I don't think that's how he pronounced it. Rasmussen. Often wrong Rasmussen. Anybody. He says he is a time traveler from the 26th century here to observe this mission. He can't get into details for obvious reasons. And he goes around and he talks to people, gives them little surveys to do. Data overdoes it, because of course. But he also starts pocketing things. What's going on? And hitting on Bev. And What's going she seems on? kind of into it, which is oh, horrifying. Her panties are on the floor. Terrible. Clean up in sick bay. Meanwhile, everything Oof. the Enterprise tries to do to help Pentara for whatever just makes things worse. And Picard is all, eh, future man, violate your prime directive so I can save these people in an act of incredible hypocrisy. <laughs> Um, no, sometimes he violates the Prime Directive. Yeah, like, we'll, you know, we'll, when he we'll, feels like it. We'll get to that. Well. And then, you know, they save the day by turning the Enterprise into a lightning rod and nothing bad happens. And then he's all like, well, time for me to go. And then they're like, we think you stole a bunch of stuff. And he's like, ha ha, that's silly. And he says, fine, we'll let Data onto the ship. And Data comes on and he's like, ha ha, I a time traveler, but I'm from the 22nd century. Some guy from the 26th came back to the 22nd, I stole his car, and now I'm going to take a bunch of 24th century stuff, bring it back to the 22nd, and make myself rich by inventing quote-unquote them, but now I'm just going to kidnap you! But it turns out the Enterprise computer had disabled the phaser he was going to knock Data out with, so he goes to space prison, and... Really, it's much better for him, because now he lives in a society that doesn't have money. He'll be fine. <laughs> and he's no longer in New Jersey. Yeah, but he's in prison. Yeah. It's better than New Jersey. Plus, it's 24th century prison. Wouldn't it be prison. New Jersey by then? He's in 24th century prison. He's probably going to be, like, let out to talk to those historians like Picard said. He's going to have a great time. And then, in New Ground, Christ save us, Alexander is back. The new one. Yes, the second Alexander. And not at all improved. <laughs> no. Yep. Mama War shows up to be all like... Worf, raising your boy is pain in the ass. He's yours now. And Worf's like, uh... Meanwhile, some... Daddy and I are going far, far away where you'll never find us. Yes. Meanwhile, some alien scientist decided to ruin the design of starships by making external warp drive. Yeah, Sonoran waves or something? Stilton? Siliton? Yeah. Stilton cheese wave, I'm calling it. The Stilton Yikes. cheese wave, and that's actually like the B plot. Does it plot. go well with the beef wellington? Very. 
But, you know, so they, they activate the wave and the ship is launched and it looks like uh, the test ship is launched. Looks like <laughs> they it's activate working. the wave. I'm imagining it's like yeah, yeah. In, in, uh, in baseball. The... Yeah, exactly. The ship kerplodes, but the wave keeps going, and they're like, oh crap, this wave is really hard to stop the wave once you get it going. Murder this planet, so they have to catch up, and stuff happens. Meanwhile, Alexander's an annoying little shit. He, like, keeps stealing stuff and saying he didn't, and Worf gives him a speech about honor, and he's like, okay, Dad, but then he keeps being all shit. Yeah, I promise I won't lie, lol. And then when things, you know, when the climax hits, the story's dovetail, Alexander is about to be sent off to Klingon school, so he's saying goodbye to his lizard friends. Oh, they were so cute. In the weird little, like, natural history museum the Enterprise D apparently has. Not a waste Dude, of space at all. Dude, there are some of, like, only, like, 15 of those things still alive. Thank God that they have that conservation place. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, it's all the little, it's all little models of shit that's dead that yeah. doesn't make sense. And they're, and they're what, grill, grill goes, Whatever they're called? Something like that. They're, they're only there temporarily because they're being moved to a new place yeah. for, a new, for a new habitat. Yeah, it's very weird. But, you know, he's in a part of the ship that's going to get flooded with deadly, deadly radiation. So Usually I mean, that room is just the orgy room. Yeah, so Worf has to save his son, and he's like, son, we, we can totally do this together, accept my challenge. He's like, yay! And now we're stuck with Alexander, and, you know, I mean, I don't know Wait, how often how he long? shows yeah, up, but gonna it's say... going to be too much. He shows up in a f- every now and again. He's not in every episode. More or less than Keiko. Probably on par. Uh, yeah. You don't and, see Keiko that much, though, in the and, show and, so look, far. Look, any like, Alexander is too much yeah. Alexander. But, then, but here's the thing, like, we then we then we don't see him on DS9... And then we do see him on DS9, but he's suddenly an adult. So... Is he hot? No. no. Oh. He kind of... Honestly, you'd think he's a Doros to look at him. <laughs> he Ooh. might be. We discussed that, that what Kalar... What is Kalar up to? The, the well, math got, of like, what she conceived doesn't add up. I think the makeup artist credit, then, when they crafted the headpiece, they, they had it match Worf's pretty well. That's true. Yeah, but the kid looked fucking ridiculous, because he's got, like, a fucking head the size of Michael Dorn's, but he's like... Two feet tall. Well, yeah, he's got a tiny little body. He's bigger than the other kid. Klingons have the to... previous Alexander. Well, that's good, because he's probably supposed to be like a year or two older. Klingons also they, uh... grow into their ridges. That's all. Yeah, I hate it. I thought he looked terrible. But we'll get to that. Yeah, First up, a matter of time and space Jim Carrey. Dude, really, that's exactly what it was. I could not place it. I was like, you don't sound even remotely like you belong anywhere near here. You sound patently like you're full of shit. They Which... were originally going to give the role to Robin Williams. Oh but my he was busy God, that uh, shooting. No, that would have been weird. I think he would have. Oh, I yeah. think he would have hammed. He would have morked it up. It would have been. Yeah, weird. but this guy tried to, and he was terrible at yeah. it. You know, instead he he was doing the Riddler before Jim Carrey was the Riddler. Yeah, I was to say, I don't think Jim Carrey had really broken out big. At uh, he this was. Point. Ace, Ventura, Ace Ventura would have come out by now, I think. In ninety one. No, sorry, it was like ninety four. But no, I think at this point, at least the very least, he was probably already appearing on In Living Color. Yeah, but and he was already. Doing his Jim Carrey, but this shtick. guy was already in his Jim Carrey Honey, I, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids by now. Well, yes, but he wasn't being Jim Carrey in that. He was kind of was he? I haven't seen it in years. I mean, well, let's not forget though that Jim Carrey and this guy really are just Jerry Lewis impersonators <laughs> at the Oof. end of the day. Insult to injury there. To whom? Well, yes. no, I'm mean, serious. Like Jim Carrey is just uh, you know he's basically doing everything Jerry Lewis did four better. years earlier. Yeah, but better in my opinion. No, different eras. And then this guy I think was doing the same thing. But, but it's basically the skinny, lanky, physical comic routine, you know. Yeah, but even just something about like his inflection. By a random flailing of his limbs. Yes. But Jerry Lewis was almost always like the funny guy to like the nice, pretty boys, like. 
whatever. He's usually Jerry Lewis usually played the foil to a better looking, less goofy man. Mm. Jim Carrey was more of a solo act. Yeah, yeah, but his strongest stuff is when he's not doing Jim Carrey. Yeah, in my opinion, I think I think Jim Carrey's best films are like Cable Guy. He's still pretty Which is, I think is criminally him. underrated. I know a lot of people with that opinion. I saw it in theaters, like, after Ace Ventura came out, and I was too young to mm. really, like, understand it, I think. So, I to me, I was just pissed that it wasn't Ace Ventura. Yeah, I think that was the thing. I think it was, like, the first movie that kind of was a little more serious and didn't... I mean, he was still doing a lot of mugging and stuff, but it wasn't Ace Ventura. It wasn't The Mask. Yeah, I definitely have to. I um, should give that a rewatch at some point. It's, I'm sure I actually I would really like it. It's got a nowadays. lot of good references, but then you know, also like Truman Show, yeah, yeah. obviously. Spotless Mind. Oh, Truman Show is so heartbreaking. Yeah. So like that he does really watch. good with a with a semi comedic or you know more dramatic script, and I, I prefer those to the zany uh, comedies of. See, I of really your... liked. I really liked his Bruce Almighty, which I didn't think I would ever say because it's very like. Oh, it gets a little preachy at the end, which I don't like. But. Earth Girls Are Easy might have come out by this point. Oh, oh that's, that's right. Funny. Him and, he was and uh, one who of the was aliens. It? it was uh it was uh Him, Jeff, Goldblum Jeff Goldblum was the lead. No. Yes. Was it? Yeah. yeah he he was the head alien. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was the one that fell in love with Gina Davis. Is one oh. of the Wayans the other one? Yes, yes, you're right. It is one of the Wayans. I think it was Marlon. I but do not remember. Anyway, I'm gonna to, look give, it up. to give this guy a little a little credit, though, I don't Rex think Wilson? he I don't think he was impersonating Jim Carrey. I, I do think that is yeah, sort of probably a coincidence. It's his style as well. I mean, he's if you've seen him in other things, he does a similar routine. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's one of those things that in retrospect, it's like all you end up seeing, and it's weird. No, no, he's Damon. And he definitely just by appearance alone is the discount Jim Carrey. Jim Varney, sort yeah. of, uh, com, you know, like amalgam of, of these different See, guys. I will say, I'd have bought Bev being into Robin Williams more. That's fair. That's Because I feel like he maybe could have, like... Swabbed it up better. A little, yeah. Yeah, he, this he guy did not have swab. He just said, I'm kind of weird, and you're into that, right? Yeah, I feel like Robin Williams could have turned off the weird for that scene and, like, come off as genuinely, like... And you're like, yeah, I guess I could see it. You see, I he has a really good genuine moments like that in yeah. a lot of films Robin does. Like, that's what I mean. think about some yeah. of the really emotional stuff he brought forth. Oh, yeah. Like, even, like, during, like, just, like, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, no, that's so, what I mean. That's why I think... Like, I've never what seen did... that, but oh, I believe you. That's a pretty good... That's a sad movie. Cry a lot. He did a lot of sad movies. Why did Rasmussen have to be a ridiculous zany character, though? That's a good question. I mean, I guess he's a con man, and maybe that's part of his his shtick of hiding the fact that he's a con man, is to say, well, maybe if it's hidden under under zany, they won't pick up on the con that's happening. If he's just constantly on... Con. Ah, they'll be just so busy being kind of like vaguely annoyed by him being weird and around. Yeah, but you they, know, I, I and they still, definitely. I would have done this. I would have casted it different. I wouldn't have cast a comedian or someone mm, that yeah. would have done it. I see. I think the casting was way off for this. It was weird for this character to be believable that Picard would take him so seriously. Yeah, that's like. Well, you know why? Because he was playing to Picard's ego, being like, "Oh, I've come all this way to like see this amazing thing that you do." Yeah, Picard. but Picard is just Picard the kind of person that would. Picard is just he's the so kind humble. of person that would see through that. You'd, but Apparently he's in the middle not. of a crisis. Picard, see, the crisis is kind of blinding him to what's going yeah. on. Picard seemed off this episode. Mm. Oh no! Is it dumb, Picard? No. You know who was on though? Troy. Troy knew he was full of shit. Yeah, that's Troy true. was fine for once. That well, that's the funny part no too. I listened. Like he was clearly yeah. like good old Cassandra. I feel like he was trying to hit on her at first, and then he's like, oh, "It's not gonna work with her. I'll try the other 
main woman in the cast. <laughs> the only other woman on the ship. So they, and then they she, couldn't have, have had a role there in this episode. She would have oh, punched punch him in the dick. Yeah, no, nice. she didn't need him square in the balls. He would have been choking on his balls. So my... Hold on. Let me find my notes on that scene, because... The, the kicking in the scrow scene? The, yeah, yeah should have fucking that scene? happened. It was great. <laughs> Talking about between him right, and Troy. Here we are. Okay, Troy's not into me. Maybe the MD will give me a blowjibber. <laughs> no blowjibber. Aw, uh, gross. He really is hitting on her. And she ain't into it, dude. Back off. Oh, wait, she is into it. Oh, no. Maybe she's into it a little? Gross, Bev. He's gross and creepy and no. And also, if you bang him, it might violate the temporal prime directive. It's like that time that Ned Flanders, Marge was really into Ned Flanders. It's kind of what this felt like with Bev. She just really needed to get some. Also, I just need to get this out of the way before we get too deep in this episode. There is a canon violation Oh. There is they are shitting on canon. Oh, what they do? Because when, and there's a scene. There's a scene where Rasmussen asks everyone what they think the biggest development of the last two hundred years. Oh, was. yes. Warp says the phaser, which is not true because they appear in Enterprise, but that doesn't come till later. So that's a retcon. Zephyrin Cochran. That's a retcon. But yeah, yeah, Zephyrin Cochran. That's established. I mean, I don't. Are the dates established for Zephyrin Cochran in TOS? I don't think so. Uh, I think they only ever said early like 21st 20, century. I thought it was late 21st century. Yeah, yeah, TOS dates are shots in the dark and yeah. 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 they also, vary remember, from episode to episode. And remember when the doctor was like 3,000 years old and then he was only like 900 years old? Yeah. But the point the point being, Riker saying that warp drive didn't exist in the 22nd century is kind of... I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I that, guess that also kind of gets retconned by first contact, Was it possibly. warp drive or the warp coil? Well, the warp coil is necessary for warp. Was coil. there an, an ori- originally like a different version that you use a different type of? I don't think so. And like I, w- I would, I would have given him that benefit of the doubt, except he goes right on to say the de- he says, "Oh, the development of the warp coil," and then he says something to the effect of, "Without warp drive, we would have been limited to only a yeah. very small portion of the." The galaxy. Yeah. Mm. So the implication being that the warp coil is necessary for warp drive. Which, that reminds me though, sort of a moment that works better in retrospect. Minor spoilers for First Contact ahead. If you've not seen it, check the description. I'll put a timestamp. The movie or the episode? The movie. The movie. <laughs> There's a moment on the bridge when they're planning the scoliosis wave or whatever it's called there. Scoliosis Where Jordy's all excited wave. and he's like, this would be like like being with Zephram Cochran during the first warp flight. I yeah. also caught yeah, that. Yeah, I mentioned that. I made that remark. And it's like, ha! Guess what, Jordy? I mean, that is the next episode, so I guess we'll talk about that one. That I mean, wasn't this... No. Right, no, the oh, scoliosis oh, yeah. wave is... God, I'm mashing them together they, already. They, they both are talking about, oh, it would be great to be a fly on the wall. Fly on the wall would have been a better uh, title for this episode, by the Ooh, way. Oh, yes. Mm. Um, Spoilers over. So, yeah, um, uh, Umox. Um, Umox. Ooh, I've nice. never had Umox like this before. But you think, like, the first hint to Picard that something is wrong, right? It's just the fact that, in theory, even if you are, like, a time-traveling historian... You shouldn't reveal yourself to your people, your like subject of study at all. Yeah, because I mean, that in and of itself has implications. Yeah. Picard asks, or Picard or Bev or somebody asks, so what, say, at what point did we start using time travel as a way to to document history? And I'm like, 
as of TOS, mm. you're breaking canon again. Yeah. Even more breaking canon because true. the Enterprise in, in TOS did that a couple of times. Yeah, they, they specifically shit. went back to... That's how they met Gary Seven. Yeah. yeah. They were specifically uh, doing historical and research. And that's what they did with the with the Guardian Forever in TAS. Yeah. But that's not canon mm. all the time. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, they, is, they even is. said... This, like, at this time, it wasn't. Oh, all right. Well... And because they had, like, you know, changed... Because you remember... Ames, you told us how, like, something. originally the Gary 7 episode was supposed to have been the part 2 of, um... No, not the Gary 7 episode. The... No, no, tomorrow is yesterday, the, the fighter pilot. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Captain yeah. Christopher or whatever Right, right, right. That's oh, I thought you were talking about Mission Earth. No, the, yeah, but yeah, yeah, Assignment Earth was <laughs> the Earth one possible. where they were specifically at Earth to watch a significant event yeah, like, in history. Once Starfleet realized they could use the slingshot effect to purposely go back in time, they were like, let's just go look at everything. But we can't get in, get, can't interfere or Spock will have to wear a hat. <laughs> but yeah, like, in in theory, if there are time-traveling historians, they are... a terrible episode. It is. They're doing their best to, like, hide themselves. They're like, hi, I'm a random traveler at this starbase. Can I chill out on your ship? And they'd be like, sure, because in TNG, they don't have security. <laughs> Any asshole could think, just visit for a while. You think in theory was called in theory because the writers were like, you think this will be a good episode? And someone well, went, in, in theory. In, it, so in theory. Data Max on a woman. In theory, people love that. Anyway, historians. Yeah, I don't know. I think if there are time-traveling historians from the future, then they're probably using duck blinds. You yeah. Know, they would be mm-hmm. a, the oh, using what? Duck blinds. Like, uh, like yeah, the, like men- the Mentakens. and the when they had the cloaked base in the mountain. I don't remember. Who watches the watchers? Oh, yes, I do remember now. But also, Sorry. or there's like a cloaked ship or something, yeah. you know? Just or again, if you do want to like meet somebody, you just pretend to not be a time traveler. Yeah, you go, I mean, you, just, you, you know, you, you go to, you, you know, if you know enough about them, you arrange to be somewhere where you know they're going to be that's kind of public. But, and, yeah. Have your meet cute with them. Yeah. So yeah, that should have definitely been, a, I mean, not to say, like, obviously this guy was a con artist. Yeah. So, of course, he wasn't doing that, but Picard right. should have been tipped off. Yeah, like, like right away, he should have been like... You're the worst historian since yeah, that's you Indiana read, Jones. You read a, a much better story and say, give me all the information. At the end of this, I'm just going to wipe all your memories so you don't remember any of mm. this. So that it doesn't affect the temporal prime directive. Yeah, there we go. That That's mm. a fine. That's what effort. I would do. But he doesn't, he, be he, probably doesn't, he, wants. he doesn't know about the prime speaking, directive. Speaking probably. of the prime he, directive. He met, he met a time trap. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, he probably, probably killed him. Oh, he definitely killed him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of temporal prime directive, I like how Picard in this episode is like, you know, we have the, this prime directive. I'm sure you have, you know, there's a temporal equivalent to set to that directive. And then in forever after now, there is an official temporal prime directive. Yeah. Just because Picard said that thing that once. Yep. Picard's famous. But yeah, that that was such bullshit to That's me. so humble. It's like, it's one thing to violate your own prime directive because it is bullshit that lets you be a coward. It's another to ask a person to risk their very existence and future. Like, they're just not comparable to me. Mm. Right. And we've seen, we've seen moments where there's been weird, like, go back in time to fix the future kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, you do that so that you don't fuck with the future, not so you can say, well, what, what if I save all these people that are going to die, and they all, you know, domino effect out crazy-wise. Right. Well, and, like, Rasmus in there is, like, he starts saying, like, well, you know, what if one of the people that's saved that wasn't... He's like, yes, yes, what if he becomes the next Hitler or Song? I was really hoping he was going to say Colonel Green, but he didn't. Mm. Um, and he's like, but this is not theoretical. And that Rasmus would be like, yeah, it's not. You might literally create a Hitler that shouldn't exist. 
all these Hitlers running around. So many. Just planet of the yeah. Hitlers. Picard's argument wasn't great. and like, terrible. And like, despite... He was desperate. He was a desperate man. Yeah, but I don't know. I think Rasmussen made a much better point in that argument. He did, and he's the fake. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's got to have some level of smarts, and I thought the level of smarts he played at the end when he got data on, on his ship yeah, was, was was very interesting because interesting, he says, bring data on the ship, and he'll look to see if the if the stolen goods are in here because he won't, be, like, he'll be able to not tell you what future technology he sees because he's a oh, robot. I thought Picard, robot. I thought Picard said, I'll order him not to tell us what he sees on the ship. I thought that's what actually happened. Well, he there. said it because Rasmus said, all right, Mr. Data then. He's like, why Data? And Picard's like, because he'll have to listen to my orders. Gotcha. Where it falls apart is when, you know, he reveals the extra layer in his in his schemery. When he says, well, in, in reality, I'm just going to kidnap you, Data. Ha 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 ha. And pass you off as my own invention. To which I say, wow, you can pretend to have invented data? Good fucking luck, dude. Yeah, no, not even data can invent data. He yeah. tried. He didn't failed. Work. He ended up with Lal. It well, was awful. admittedly, though, he doesn't, he doesn't know that, you know? But we get love to that. I was like, oh, yeah, he won't be able to describe any future tech he sees in there. So, data, what did you see? Bunch of silver walls and a panel that look no different than any of ours, really? Yeah, but the, and the other thing, too, about Rasmussen's plan is I have a feeling that... In, you couldn't just take a phaser or a tricorder or a knife. Yeah, he had he had Worf's knife. Yeah, that's what true. What the hell? They haven't invented knives yet in the 22nd That one, uh, that, that he just, he just liked. wanted. Yeah. He thought it was cool. Well, yeah. The, the dick like, oh, or something? I'll sell this at a con. No, you notice he probably has a teenage um, nephew and he's like, oh, he'll love that. He's going through that but, phase. Um, but yeah, I, I have a feeling like Play the you would even it. even if you took it apart piece by piece and studied it yeah. extensively. Like, Data's head. The manufacturing yes. techniques, like for example, I've often thought I've often done the, uh, the 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 thought experiment of okay, if I was a time traveler and I could go back in time, what thing would I bring with me to invent and become? Super rich and powerful. More of those nearly extinct tortoises. Well, I was peanut th- butter. I was thinking. I was thinking the best thing could be like George and Gracie, uh, like a machine <laughs> a gun a or something like that. Like something, something like if you went back to like uh, let's just say revolutionary time, you know, this the eighteenth mm. uh, century, and you brought with you a modern. AR-15 rifle. Oh, God. They wouldn't even know where to begin. Well, like, yeah, but, but, but at least then the, the Constitution like, might have been written differently. But, like, here's the thing. That AR-15, like, A, you could just mow down entire armies pretty much. You'd if run you, out of bullets, and they don't have but, the kind of bullets Yeah, but here's the thing. You have all of the, all of the equipment you need. Not, maybe not all of it. Not, like, precision milling equipment and stuff like that. But that you could make, I think, with I enough... Think. Uh, with enough I think you could build the equipment now. It might take you years. No, it would take now. forever. But well, you I also could. Think... I think you could invent an AR-15, or at least I could invent a better gun. Because yeah. I, even just with my limited knowledge of weapons, I think I could make a better gun than the guns they were using. In well, the had they War. had they invented rifling? I don't think that, that in of itself is a muskets. massive. If they did, it was very limited. Yeah, that, they were using muskets. Yeah, that like that like, right there. Lead balls. Yeah, is a huge and you know, flintlocks and shit like that. So like, I, if I could invent, if, even just inventing a a, a shell, a, a, yeah. a, a bullet attached to a shell. There yeah. you go. You've revolutionized it. You don't have to load your musket for thirty seconds before you fire. Where are you getting these resources to do it with? Because though? it's it's just like it's it's brass. Where are you getting brass? They have brass. They have lead. They have all the things that are in 
a modern bullet. You just pop up to the nearest general store and say, "I would like a pound no, of you'd have brass." To, you'd please. have to be like, you'd have you, to like, you find and befriend a blacksmith. Yeah, you and would it need, starts from there. Yeah, you would need some to some smithing training. But I, point is, you'd have to establish that is yourself. stuff. That is stuff that I could bring back in the past and maybe have a chance at inventing. But if I brought back a computer, <laughs> not only do they would I, think you were a witch, there'd be not nothing to plug do, it into. A, there'd be nothing to plug it into, or you know, a cell phone. I don't know something. But like, here's the thing: the, the techniques need... to create this, the ability, the physical ability to to, to make a, a processor or any parts of a computer yeah. do not exist. They're using like lithography and and clean rooms, and, well, and it even, just wouldn't work. You couldn't make it. You That's why even... I would never invent anything. I would just grab like as much money as I could. Like really, what he should have brought back with him and go money. back in time. I don't know if money. he would have been able to fit it into his uh into all, his, the, all the money that says into his ship. Two thousand six on if it. He could, if he could have just taken noticed. a replicator, yeah, like that would be a killer. If if he had a way to power it, yeah. Uh, if he had a replicator, yeah, they probably use a lot of energy. Yeah, it's fine. But, he'll just put a hamster wheel. He's got a, a fucking. He's got a fucking time shift. That's true. But you, you you think about it this way even like if you took say you wouldn't have to go that far back. Just grab a modern like Blu-ray player. Take it back what 20, 30 years. You couldn't even plug it into the, one of those old televisions because there weren't HDMI hookups yet. Yeah, and like you would need so you would need like a converter with you. Well, guys. you would need the spec. You would need to know how to how to work something like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just it's it's not feasible for him. Especially considering he says he's a failed inventor. Also, how the fuck did this guy even get in touch with this time travel? Like, what are this, did this time travel? That's a good question. I feel like I feel like it was almost hinted at, or, or either I read into it that the that the time the actual time travel from from the 26th century went back to the 22nd to probably observe some kind of like scientific breakthrough or something. Maybe it was meeting Rasmussen. Who knows? I- I got a fucking idea. Oh my god! Oh good. I've got an idea. A new Jake rant. This is a great one. Could not have possibly sounded less enthusiastic. Oh no, you'll like this one. For the she gyms doesn't. All right, all right. So, 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 she Picard, like fun. Picard says when. So after Picard and Rasmussen have their argument about the time, you know, uh, the Prime Directive, Picard says to Rasmussen, "Actually, you did. You helped me make my decision. I've decided that I'm gonna blow off the atmosphere of the planet." Right, which was a solution that was really dangerous, but yeah. ultimately ended up working. A lot of techno. The twenty-sixth century time traveler is actually the descendant of somebody that was living on that planet, Pantara. He knew that Rasmussen had to convince Picard <laughs> to save the planet, so he went back to the twenty-second century, found Rasmussen. Let him have the ship, or let him kill him, or something, whatever. Got Rasmus in the ship, so Rasmussen would go back, meet Picard, have this whole adventure, and in a roundabout way, convince Picard to blow off the atmosphere of the planet, therefore assuring his I existence. I feel like Picard would have would have blown off the atmosphere regardless, though. Well, we don't know. We don't know. Um, well, he does kind of say he, like he, he, he credits to Rasmussen. How much time do you think they had before? That nuclear winter was about to set in. Could they have, you know, it was already, moved, like taken everybody off the planet first? They just said in it would be a matter of days, and like uh, they, they said, there's millions of people on the planet. So I got nothing. Put them, store them all in the transporter. Done. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they probably could have done evacuation if they had enough ships and enough time, but it didn't sound like, like they probably would have had time before their first failed attempt with the drilling into the the ground to release CO2. Heat up the atmosphere that was going... 
And they said it was made, oh, a nuclear fallout like that in the 21st century. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> Getting closer every day. Yep. Did you like when Data was using his ability to listen to multiple pieces of music at the same time? Mm, it was delightfully ridiculous. It was not necessary, but yes, I did enjoy it. I did hear there was like an NPR show of one of them where someone was doing that with three different pieces in their head. And I was like, good job, guy. Get a girlfriend. In their head? How can they prove it? When you ask them, like, how many seconds in, say, what note are you on? They'd say, I'm on this note and this song and this song and this song and this song and this song. Well, that's like savantism. That's like, that's like, like an autistic savant type deal. Where, like, you just have an incredible ability that nobody else could possibly match. It's very fascinating. I'm a savant when it comes to farting. (laughs) This is true. So. (laughs) No one can match it. I, I almost figured out what was up with him. If we let him match, it would probably blow up the whole house. With... I didn't quite get there, but one of my notes was, all right, so he's a flim-flam man for sure, but is he a flim-flammer from the future or a flim-flammer from the present who somehow got some future fancy tech? Um, oh, so a flim-flam from the future with some future fancy tech? Yeah. Say that one time. So I I, had you not seen this episode before? No. Oh, you're a terrible fan of this show. <laughs> well, or let me rephrase it. If I had seen it completely, well, that's the thing. Is this is the one I've seen the least of? TNG. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I grew. Because I remember you always say like, "What a big fan of Barkley you are," and yet both episodes of Barkley we've seen, you're like, "I don't remember this episode." No, I didn't. I didn't realize I had seen. Um, and degree. degree, I had just forgotten until a point. That's even worse. But uh, so yeah, you no, would never forget. Barkley. I watched. I watched a lot of TLS. Barkley. I, and then by the time I started watching other Star Trek, this was wrapping up. Mm. So I mostly watched DS9 and caught really random TNG in reruns. So until we did this, I'd probably seen more of like DS9 and, and Voyager oh. than I had of this. And yes, I'd seen all of Enterprise by the time we started this. But yeah, so that's the thing. This is this has been the biggest hole in my Star Trek knowledge. Oh, that's funny. Hmm. Well, me too, by... The fact that it's, like, the longest series. No, no, and this, this DS9 and Voyager are all seven seasons. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, damn. There's but actually, there's a... Hi, kitten. Seven there's seasons a, of that shitty intro song? Uh-huh. No, no, no Enterprise, Enterprise is four. Oh, okay. I okay, like okay. Voyager's intro song. Oh, no, there was a, an episode of Orville that was very like this episode, but they do the time travel character a lot better, I thought. Mm. Is that the one with Char- uh, Charlize Theron? Yes. Because also yeah. she's great. Yeah, yeah well, that one's great. interesting, too, because that one I feel like is an amalgamation of this episode and of uh, our Mrs. Reynolds from Firefly, which is another, that's, another, that's the one where, that? where uh, a woman... Is that the, the when uh, Mal's wife comes yeah, out? Yeah, the big titties. Oh, she's fun. she got big cans. <laughs> oh, when she comes back, you mean? No, no, she comes, it's the first episode with her. Yeah, what's her name? Uh, who was in Mad Men? Yeah, big... You know, with the... Really Christina Hendricks. Tits. That's it, yeah. Oh, I didn't know she was in that. Yeah, she was. I didn't know she had really big tits. <laughs> she, she is. Can't miss them. She does, and she was really hot in that episode. Yeah, I've never seen Firefly. Well, you, see Firefly. it's worth watching. It's worth watching. Yeah. We'll do a, a 10 forward on Firefly. Oh, I love uh, Firefly. It'll be a 10 forward, a quick 10 forward miniseries. Anywho, uh, yeah, yeah, it is, it is very reminiscent of that episode. So barring, so here's another uh, theory related to my theory. Okay. <laughs> Let's say in the so Ra, let's pretend Rasmussen is actually from the future, yeah. What? what? Which is what he posits that he that he wasn't actually from the twenty sixth. And he lies to that, Data that he was telling the truth the whole time. 
But lied to Data. But lied what, to Data. For what purpose? So that they would arrest him and keep him in the 24th century. Oh, is he fleeing something? Because he's fleeing. Because he was a flim-flam well, artist in the future, too. He could have been much shadier throughout, though. Well, that's a thing. And gotten himself arrested in other ways. Oh, that's true. Or just, or not, just not, or not gone back. Or not told people that he was a time traveler. Or destroyed his ship and been like, oh, can't go back now. True. Bad theory. Anyway. Good try, though. It's, it's Thanks a, for playing. It's a good start. If given time and effort, you might come up with why it makes sense. Um, wow. Okay, so bar- so condescending. So bar- it was not supposed to be. It was a good try, so Jake. Bar- pats bar- you on the head. So barring the predestination paradox, why the, what the hell was a 26th century time traveler doing with Rasmussen in the 22nd century. Probably butt stuff. I was going to say, yeah, probably that. Well, I don't know. Everything I think of only makes sense It's, it's illegal in, in the 26th. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, once we get to Enterprise, I'll have all sorts of theories, but... <laughs> well, yeah, but this member now, he might be from the 22nd century, but he is pre-warp. I choose to believe that Riker just fucked up his dates. Or, perhaps, okay, here we go. Here's one. So many theories. Perhaps the time pod, which went back to the 22nd century without Rasmussen, mm-hmm. somebody, somebody in, you know, somebody in the 22nd century is going to find it. Oh yeah, they find it. They unlock its secrets. They travel back in time to be a war profiteer mm-hmm. off of the uh, post-apocalyptic horror of the 21st century. A gentleman by the name of Zephram Cochran. He invents. Warp drive. Because if you see that guy, he's just a fucking drunkard. Yeah. Like he's, he didn't invent shit. I, I like this theory best of all. Yeah. So that so Zephram Cochran is just some loser who finds... Safe odd Cochran. Who yes. finds the time pod, figures out how to get into it, figures out how to use it. Around the same time, humanity invents warp drive, the warp coil. He steals that technology, brings it to the 21st century... Invents it, becomes rich and famous, and that's why we know Zephram Cochran. And then he gets to go bang a cloud forever in space. And he gets to go bang a cloud forever in space. So yeah, in Rasmussen's timeline, there is no warp drive in the 22nd century. But in Co- but Cochran changes that mm. by having stolen a time ship. That's why he's not he kind you know that's why he kind of goes along with them in first contact. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Well, we'll get to first contact in like a year or so. Just about a year, yeah, actually. Whoa. Actually, no, I think summer of next year we should be hitting the movies. Sweet. Yeah, movies. Something to look forward to. Nice. Except that I've been told that the movies are mostly mediocre. There's only four of them. Yeah, we'll, watch, all... we'll, we'll watch four at first contact after each one just to cleanse the palate. I was going to say, I've already seen first contact and I wasn't even that impressed by that one. <gasps> Lies. I think it's my favorite. Well, I mean, it's the best of the four, but it's I'm the... just saying that that's like not a, I don't know. It's no... Final Star- Frontier. It's no Star Trek Five. Yes. You got that right. Mm-hmm. That's a high quality film. <clears throat> Shall we move on to New Ground, or is there any old old ground so well, we'll cover? Uh, I'm curious, though, because it seems like we had a lot of complaints about this episode, but I actually kind of like this episode. I, don't I just it. think... Oh, I feel it's like, fun. I feel like if they did Rasmus in a different way and didn't make him just comic relief 90% of the time, then it could have been a much more science fiction heavy episode, which mm-hmm. is what I like, but I'm also often... In the in that one category of fan that likes that, yeah, I, I think I would have liked to see a version of this episode with a more serious take on Rasmussen. Yeah, and Picard being a Maybe little a more darker. like mm. a little more on the ball. Like it really feels like he just was a little drunk this week or something. Yeah. One thing I didn't want to mention though is that like 
So is it just coincidence that he just happens to show up right behind the Enterprise and just luck? Or did he somehow know the Enterprise was going to be I bet, there? I bet his ship has a lot of the technology that kind of does most of the work for him. It yeah. probably had some archives. But like, and then, you know, why choose that mission? Or did he just, again, pick a random I think, page I think it was book? coincidence. Yeah. Maybe he picked Bev. I mean, Maybe was, the mission he picked was What, uh, what day was Bay? Bev thirstiest? This uh, day? Go. Every day. And I do think the actor did a pretty good job with the whole portraying the idea that I know what's happening. Mm. Oh, but, definitely. But, uh, but I can't tell you yeah. when he really didn't know yeah, what was no happening. <laughs> it's amazing how... How similar not actually knowing versus pretending you can't say yeah. no can look alike. That's a that's something they say in The Good Place, isn't it? Uh, Eleanor says something about, like, a lie that's closer to the truth is easier to stick to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also just, like, the moments when he, um, I don't know, just like, and it's, this is more credit to the writing, I guess, but where he just, like, makes comments like, oh, right, right, yeah. you, you're a tolerant person or... Mm. Worf, do you always sit on that side of the table? Yeah. You know, like just just things like that, which are oh, fascinating. Also, you know. also, Picard has clearly never heard of nerds. Mm. He's ah. like, surely the placement of my book can't be a point of debate. No, no. Oh, there's it like is. there's like reenactors in the future doing this stuff. Come on, Chris has named the fish. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't name the fish. Other people did. I just found it online. I insist on using the name, though. Uh, anyway. Um, a fish. So yeah, I, I did like that touch to the episode that, yeah. they, that they threw a lot of that stuff in because it, it made it more... When you know the secret, when you know what the outcome is and you know that he's a shyster, yeah. it makes it entertaining. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's a fun episode. Yeah. For its flaws, but sure. it um like it's not you know it's not gonna make the top three, but it's not awful. It's 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 amusing. It's one I'd watch again. Yeah. Yeah. The the questionnaires were kind of silly. Worf hates questionnaires, which is hilarious. Yeah. That was really funny. There True. was a whole scene where Picard had like a piece of quartz in his hand that he was just rubbing. I was mm. like, what are you doing? Oh, that's Picard? his desk. That's his desk crystal. What's he doing with you it? Can get a, you can get his You can get a very overpriced replica from Roddenberry.com if you want to. Rip yourself off. Is Why would act, you do that? Is it just a piece of glass, or I mean, it's cut they actually, the right way. Do they actually cut a quartz? I I don't think it's a quartz crystal, but they claim it's some kind of crystal. Crystal I mean, quartz is cheap, so it could be quartz. Yeah, I did like. Do you, you see Roddenberry.com? Yeah, it's like an overpriced Star Trek shop. They sell like even for overpriced replica tat, their prices are ludicrous. Huh. Like they literally, they have a replica you can get of Picard's desktop computer now. Oh yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, you sent it just me a link to it just it, all it does is look like it. It doesn't actually it doesn't work, work as a monitor. Yeah, it just silly. the button just either turns the screen on or off. There aren't interchangeable screens. Two thousand five hundred dollars. Yikes! But three uh, D printing. Yeah, seriously. But um, and selling for a thousand dollars. There you go. But yeah, I did like one just last thing. Just go run Barry the other way and set up your own shop. The, the little note to data. I should have limited you to 50,000 words or whatever. I thought best if I was thorough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just found the desk. Crystal. Yeah, but you see, but that's probably the most valuable thing he has. Because remember, his oh, questionnaire yeah. was really just a trick to get people to talk about yeah, technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And also keep everybody busy while he robs them blind. Like, in reality, yeah. data's questionnaire was probably, probably contained stuff that would have maybe helped him reverse engineer the tech had he gotten it back home. Especially because mm. he was going to phaser him, knock him out. Yeah. Was he going to oh. wake up again? Who knows? Mm. It's a lead crystal. Okay. Lead. Yeah. Lead anyway. 12.8 ounces, one-to-one scale replica. 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah, it is. $99. I'm surprised they didn't go bigger. It's very... Well, it's lead. If they actually gone with quartz. 
So, uh... It's sold out, by the way. You won't have your chance. Oh, darn. Well, but you can... will have to go back in time and steal one. <laughs> but you can buy a $349 Batleth. Ooh. That actually does sound bad. Is it actually sharp? You can sharpen. True. I mean, uh, honestly, if it's 1-1 one, one scale, 350 is. isn't too bad. Sturdy aluminum construction. Oh, aluminum. 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 Speaking of Batleths, worst shitty kid. Oh, he's the worst. Oh, I hate him. Oh, my God. Is he worse than the original one? I can't tell. They, yes, because he has more lines. I was going to say he talks mm-hmm. more, certainly. They, well, gave, they gave him some fight choreo, and I was like, ugh, this is novice level? No, this is baby level. Someone needs to teach that little fuck how to hold a Batleth. I will say. Warp the ep- tried. The episode is mostly terrible. But I did really appreciate when Warp is watching him fight and he kind of forgets for a minute while he's there. And he's like, oh, he's doing little, like, gestures. Uh-huh. It's like, that felt very real and dad, you know? Yeah. Credit to Michael Doran. He was really good at being a dad-like figure. But the episode made me want to die. Mm-hmm. Who hates kids more, Warp or Picard? Picard. Amy. Yes, mm, that is there correct. We go. No, the whole thing, like watching this episode, like you know, we we know a lot of a lot of our friends have kids, and like life is so goddamn hard when you have kids. Yeah. Luckily, I don't think any of us at the table are ever going to be in the company of kids for more than five minutes at a time. Not with so, no, hopefully not. So like you know, you go on a ship and you get a phone call from Troy saying, "Oh, we need to talk to Alexander and set up his such and such." meeting. Oh, we need to put him in mental therapy because he's fucked up in the head. Uh, and then his teacher calls. <laughs> mental therapy. And then his teachers call. And, and then Dr. Crusher calls. And then all these other people are calling. And you can just see every time Worf is like, I have a job to do. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's parenting. He's sitting there going, isn't there a way to set these things to mute? The children? <laughs> no, the combat just... And the children. <sighs> yeah, him learning how much being a father sucks was quite hilarious. Yeah. Still, 24th century, free daycare. I don't know. Everything's Miss, free. Miss Kyle was sick, sick of Alexander immediately. No, I was sick of Miss Kyle pretty I think quickly, she was so. a racist, to Ooh. be honest. Oh, yeah. Probably. No, I don't know if I really think that, but I do think that Alexander I mean, was a she... horrible shit, and she did sort of seem to... Is she trained to, to raise Klingons, though? I mean, is I anyone? I mean, there's a whole, there's I mean, a whole Klingon a school. Yeah, but he's a piece of shit. Yeah, but, the, I, you know... <laughs> Lots of kids are pieces of shit. whole thing about this Klingon school, I can only imagine... The fucking hell that a Klingon school is. It sounds it's, like Sparta times it's thousand. Warf, especially, never been to Warf. and like here's the thing. Of, and here's the thing about fucking Worf and Alexander is that Alexander a a Worf doesn't want him. No, he pawned him off immediately on his human parents. Oh, yep. he needs a family, and I couldn't. I couldn't. And give here's him the other that. thing. And his mother Kalar mm-hmm. was hot. Sp- was mm-hmm. hot. And specifically rejected Klingon way of life. She yeah. helped in her own way. Well, yeah, she helped in her own way, but she did. She would not have wanted Alexander to go to a Klingon no, that's school true. and no. get beaten and no, hit she... with pain sticks and shit. Oh, Seriously, sticks. Klingon schools sound like they're almost as bad as like mid twentieth century British boarding schools. Yeah, exactly. Almost as bad. You can't have any meat if you don't eat your pudding. I think it's the other way around. I yes. feel like no. I feel in, like in Klingon, it is like you want to get to the you meat. Want, is you the can't meat. have your cock if you don't eat your pudding. I feel like there's more love in a Klingon school than a British boarding school. Yeah, it's probably all. It's probably like real hippy dippy shit. <laughs> Just like, all right, every all right, children, we're gonna sit around in a circle at the bat left. Read us your read us your romantic poetry, children. Sing us some Klingon. So, yeah. I bet there is. I bet there's like, so, like a semester of that's the thing. Romantic, they clearly appreciate romantic poetry. Uh, 
Yeah, they're really into the romantic gestures and stuff. Well, yeah, they, they appreciate the arts. Like, there would be a robust <laughs> like arts Like warning course. her before you stick it in her butthole. They're really Whoa. into that. Um, what about when you stick it in her boob hole? No, that's that's, that's fine. You don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to. Yeah, don't have stupid. to warn her about that. The, She'll the, see that coming. The window to the boobs. The windows. Put it. The boob window. The eyes are the windows to the boobs. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 just regardless of the quality of the episode, I do think that it shows a a side of Worf that is disappointing in in his personality. That a he like he just seems to me like he's. Just looking for ways to get rid of this problem. I mean, that's that's yeah, realistic as a he, character, though. But, but also, like, here's to be fair, is that, like, this kid has been kicking around for who knows how long. The woman who, like, rejected him utterly has been hiding this kid from him. He's only... He knew he had a kid for, like, five minutes, and then his mom died. Mm. He wasn't in any way ready. He has no preparation. I mean, yeah, it never happens. But then but again, like, he stuck it in. He didn't wrap it up. He's got yeah, responsibility. And where's... Wow. Uh, what was his name? Sergey? Sergey But if he know, maybe he would have suggested... He? You know, taking care of it. I posit that Alexander killed uh, Sergey. (laughs) That's terrible. By accident. Because he's such a shit. I mean, here's the thing, right? He killed Sergey? Who's the the, the father? The stepfather. I know, right? Where's dad? I don't know. He's He's off doing his thing or whatever. Sadly, though, his last words are like, I have all the schematics. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, Georgia Brown, who played Helena, died uh, five months after this. Era. Oh no! Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. That is a bummer. So now you I really can't pawn Alexander back on her. Wow. But um, here's the thing. Like, yeah, on the one hand, Worf wasn't ready. On the other hand, Worf is also supposedly all about honor and family duty and shit. Like, it's like, wait, you're my secret brother? Then I'll do anything for you. Wait, you're my actual son. Um, into well, the trash with you. Know, in that, but in that way, it does seem like maybe Worf does think that he's doing the best for Alexander. Like by, oh, we're gonna send you to the Klingon school, and you're gonna learn respect and discipline. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's like sending a kid off to military school to kind of straighten him out. Yeah, but yeah. it's pretty much. I feel like it's been shown pretty strongly that doing military that, doing that to children awful. actually fucks them up pretty bad. Well, yeah. anything to children fucks them well, up pretty that's bad. True. They're yeah. children. Being children fucks you up pretty bad. I had a great childhood. I'm still fucked up. I had a I know, okay you, go, you childhood. went to Catholic school. It's that's a whole nother. Oh yeah, no, that's a whole extra layer. Of... Well, and I mean, she grew up in Connecticut. Yeah, that yeah. and that too. Mm. You know, Roman Catholicism should probably be outlawed. It's okay, I moved there voluntarily, Ames. And I say this as a lapsed Catholic myself, I'm not just racist. Aren't you, though? I'm just kidding. Self-loathing. I'm Roman, man. (laughs) How dare you? But yeah, so now the B-plot to this episode, I really think, needed more attention. No, no, the the, the scoliosis wave. The the scrotum wave. Because I thought that was really cool, and I thought that was a cool (laughs) idea. Is that like a Jimmy curl? What is that? And um, I just think that like it got so fucking wasted, because it was just, okay, they shot off the wave... The ship blew up. Now we gotta go chase down the wave and blow it up. Ugh. Like I don't know. I, I wanted it's, more. Did yeah, you? It was very, It was so I, obvious that it wasn't going to work. And yeah, it looked from the second that you, they talked about like what they were gonna do. Like oh, we're gonna shoot it toward this planet, and then that planet has yeah, to deflect it. Or it was something. Chekhov's fucking planet. Well, mm-hmm. not that. I don't know what you would call that. Pavel. So planet. it's funny because you know I was watching this car going in. You know like. Because the description on Netflix is like, oh, there's this happening, plus Worf's son. And so the way it's written, it seems like that'll sort of, maybe that'll be the B-plot. So then one of my notes early on is like, oh, God, 
Is Alexander the A-plot? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no! The A used to be adultery, now it's Alexander. Give us more Gilvos! I, uh, the Gilvos are okay. I will say, oh, I liked them. They were I'm, so cute. Too. I am glad their experiment failed, because one of Jordy's remarks, like, oh, yeah, no warp drive, no bulky this, no nacelles. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to fuck up Starship aesthetics for this Stop. nonsense? No, so but, here, but here's the thing. So, here, so here's they the thing. It could be more pretty if they go another way. No, around. so here's the thing, right? So remember, in order for this thing to work in its current form, you need both. You need a ground station on one side, and mm-hmm. you need a ground station on the other side to dissipate the so wind. So you can't go into, like, You could use it for exploration. That are outside of planets. It would really be good for, like, commuting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like, like shuttling. Or like a yeah. luxury liner. Oh, yeah. Any kind of like transport of materials. Especially from, within a system. Or like if you're or, or mining, awesome. like to yeah. move raw materials back and forth. It would be great because you just you just need this you need the ground units on both sides to deal with the wave. Now that's actually and this is this is a real thing, is there's a proposed sort of hypothetical theorized propulsion. I think I've mentioned it even before, light. That's driven by light, lasers. Oh, yeah. We may have talked about this because I feel like it was sort of first in the proving stages probably around when we started this. So we may have discussed it like two years ago. Well, I also, but I mean, I think it's been theorized for longer than that where basically the idea is you you could put some really high powered lasers on Earth and shoot them at a basically a solar sail or right. you know a, a, a sail a, a sailboat in space a sail ship and the energy from the the photons coming from the laser would give just ever so little thrust oh i was thinking of something else we haven't talked about this um it would impart just ever so you know just the, the energy of those photons would just push the ship ever so slightly hmm. but if they're high powered enough and remember in space you don't have any like wind resistance right, or no anything, friction nothing's yeah. going to slow you down so you could over time you could build up a ship to going very 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 fast over a long enough period of time in with a powerful enough laser you could probably have it going at relativistic speed you know 10% speed of light or something. They probably even, like, combine that with a bit of clever uh, gravitational slingshotting like they did with the uh, space program. Yeah. so They would do that all the time. They'd, like, build up some speed by orbiting the right way. So, yeah, I think uh, I, I did find the, the idea of this propulsion system fascinating. Yeah. And it would have been fascinating to have a more in-depth story built around it mm. than what they had, but where it really was just... How do we get the ship in trouble Yeah. so that we can get Alexander in trouble and yeah. then rescue him? Okay, here's a question, because I think I missed this. Why was the bio lab on fire? Because uh, Cause the, 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 the wave hit them and like yeah, blew out a bunch of their shit. And, and why didn't, okay, if, it, if they knew that it was going to be a problem, why did no one save the critters? Because it was Alexander because they had evacuated that whole section. Because they were evacuating, you take the critters with you. But there might not one. There might not have been anyone in there because it's just a natural history. Whatever the shit. Who's in charge of them? I don't know, but like. Well, I think they were. They weren't expecting to get hit. Was the thing. Yeah, you go back. You get them. You. But what I mean is, just no one may have been in there when they got hit. Beam them out. I mean, they they had other thoughts at that point. Also, no, there's, there's someone on that ship. It's a big fucking ship. There's someone whose job it is. Someone really the should have been freaking out about ship. those well, yeah, fucking probably, reptiles. For sure. That guy died, okay? okay it's, it's some <laughs> That's civilian. He might have. It's some civilian's know. job. And when they ran into Chief O'Brien, to be like, we have to save the lizards! He's like, fuck off, we're in the middle of a red alert. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I'm hiding from 
a wife. I don't give a fuck about your fucking lizard, you fuck. I'm hoping she was... I'm hoping Keiko was in that. Ah, see, I, for a second, I assumed Alexandria was just a pyromaniac and a liar and a thief. Oh, if and only. a child, which is the well, worst of them. He never, <laughs> he never stops being shitty. That's yeah, that's no. the thing about Alexandria. Throughout his, he's you know, he becomes a more interesting character, I think, in DS9. But he's still shitty. Mm. He still sucks. As an actor, a Klingon, or a person? As a yes. Klingon, as a person. Well, yeah. The so actor say, might be a little better in DS9 because uh, he's, he's an adult. So they say that the white rhino has gone extinct um, by, by whatever year. I forget. Is the white rhino already extinct? We lost no. one of the black rhinos recently. Yeah, there's, uh, there's certain... Because there's a lot of... Like, white species. rhino is a broad a broad yes. definition and there's many, like, subspecies that are all okay. considered white rhinos. So Otherwise, like, I was still thinking that they were pretty optimistic like, I think about it, like, how long like the, the white northern, rhinos Like, the northern white rhino or something like that was one that recently got it. But here's the thing. By the time we get to the 24th century, we have got to have the technology to clone them. To clone them. So unless unless that's like part create a, create a of part, Jurassic part, Park but with rhinos. Oh my god! Part of the anti part of the you know the anti uh, con legislation yeah. is you also we're, can't we're clone s- animals. I think we're saving like some scientists somewhere are saving DNA. Well, I would hope oh, so. Of they are. Very very nearly. I'm sure oh they are. Oh my god, that's so nice. There's hope. So according to Wikipedia, Seriously. the most reliable source on the internet, it is better the, than Memory Alpha. Even. The southern white rhinoceros is. Near threatened, oh, okay. which is only one step below least concern, so it's doing okay. But the northern white rhinoceros is critically endangered. Oh, so you were really close. Which is only one step above extinct in the wild. Okay. Which is one step above extinct. just extinct. So yes, the northern white rhino is in a great deal of trouble. The southern white rhino sounds like they're doing okay at the moment. Well, I think, I feel like I've read an article where, I don't know, maybe it's the southern white rhino, that they actually have... Basically farms for rhinos so that they can... Humanely is a word I'm going to say, even though it's not really human, but it's better than killing them. Uh, Humanely uh, harvest their horns. Oh. Um, Imagine how awful it would be to walk around with a rhino with no horn. They grow back. Mm. They're like fingernails. Because they're like nails. Yeah. Why the fuck are we killing these animals if they're... Because it's easier that way. People are stupid. Yeah, but that's ridiculous. It's It's, it's it's cheaper than just just, having a rhino. It's all superstition stuff, too. It's all like for like... Oh, yeah. It's all for like magic medicine. I was going to say, say, isn't it like boner pills? It's mostly boner pills. Yeah, mostly boner stuff. Even though we actually have... Does no one realize that doesn't fucking work? We actually have boner pills now. Well, you know what's interesting is that like I read about this thing where they flooded... The Chinese market with fake ivory, because I guess like that's like one of the few places where it's still mm. either fully legal or like kind of turn a blind eye. Yeah. To the ivory trade. Mm-hmm. What are they doing with the ivory? Are they snorting it or are they making? No, they're making. They're ma- like ivory carving, like you okay. know what you do. <laughs> they're with shooting ivory. it into their dicks. Um, <laughs> Directly. You know, mostly it's probably right mostly theory. Ivory. I don't. Ooh, I'm not aware the of That's there being worse. any superstitions around ivory, but there could be. I don't know. Uh, anyway, the point is like so. China is one of the few places where you can still trade ivory. So uh, some some organization like flooded that market with fake ivory. Um, could they tell the difference? <laughs> I think an expert probably could, but it but it had the effect of driving the price. 
way, way down because oh, suddenly there yeah. was a glut of supply. And, yeah, they, and you're not going to test each and every one to yeah, see if it's the right It wasn't stuff. even that it was just, like, because, yeah, it was fake, but, like, I think the point was it drove this price down, which made the demand go down. For, in, well, in, yeah, but you know about it, which means they found out about it somehow. So. Well, and then I think the other thing that, you know, one thing that they do a lot, I know, is when they find, when they, like, when governments and actually find like ivory stashes, they usually end up burning it, which t- uh, or like that's the opposite of what it. you should do because that just drives the price up. Further. Right, exactly. Mm. It's sort of it's it kind of like it's counterintuitive because you're like, oh well, you know, we have to, you know, we don't want to encourage this behavior because yeah, the people that killed the elephants are okay. Yeah, they don't get to profit off of it now. But if I was like a government in some country that had a problem with poaching and I found a poacher's stash of, of tusks. You'd start your own black market? I would fucking, I would, I would go right, I would just dump them into the market, sell them, take the money from that sale, use it for conservation efforts. Yes, yeah, buy yourself stamp. Well, that's no, the thing, the rhino's did. already dead. I mean, here's what you at did. that point. Yeah, you can't bring the elephant and the rhino back. You make a very realistic replica of whatever animal the ivory was stolen from. Mm-hmm. Put it on. Trot it out, and then when some Are poachers show up, you wearing it like up, a costume. You're hiding it like a tank. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I and remember. then when the poachers show yeah, up, we've all seen Ace Ventura too. You fucking murder them. Oh, and Princess Mononoke. We've seen that also. I remember what the deal with ivory in China was. It's it's so it's illegal to sell any newly harvested ivory, but any ivory that has already existed on the market can be resold again and again. I feel like that's the rule here too, though. But well, I don't not know. exactly the rule here. Uh, and I know, I know this because I used to work in a tourist trap that sold stuff that uh, this rule fell under. New ivory is verboten, full full stop. Like to buy or sell, like it's no. Right, obviously. Only antique ivory can still be bought and sold. So, like, we actually had some stuff where people got their hands on like antique ivory and carved it again into something else. But it sounds like there, it's like it sounds more like what the Cuban cigar situation used to be here. It wasn't illegal to own them, it was just illegal to import them. So if you got your hands on them, they were fine. Well, I think what it is is that they, like, because I think old ivory, even in China or wherever this was, I I keep saying China, but I don't know for sure because I don't have the memory, but I think the deal was basically all the old ivory was, like, government certified as Mm. being legit, and you had had to have the certificate of authenticity in order to legally sell it, but all that meant was that Government officials are being bribed to write these certificates of authenticity on, so now on they, newly imported ivory. And then they now have the motive to not actually stop people from trading ivory because now they're lining their fucking pockets with ivory yeah. money. Oh, people are the worst. Yeah, yeah. People are all... We're the worst thing ever had on this planet. Do you know uh, they yeah. used to make billiard balls out of ivory? Like, that was one of the... That was probably the main use of ivory, <laughs> just in terms of Jesus. volume for, for a long time. Was billiard balls? Well, yeah, that sounds on a pool table. That sounds worth killing a beautiful majestic creature for. So, guess how many billiard balls you can get out of a single tusk? One, three, four. Uh, What? Jesus. So, how many elephants do you have to kill to make a set of billiard balls? Uh, How many billiard balls are there? Well, what game are we playing? Billiards? We playing snooker? Snooker's got more balls. Isn't it fifteen? So five elephants. Well, no, two and a half elephants. Anyway, back to the endangered space lizards. Um, Yay, they were awesome. Well, who made them? Do we know? Were oh, they I like 
some sort of like a Henson, a Henson creature. Where do they come from? I love them. I want to see a better picture of them. Actually, one more, one more elephant ivory fact before we move on. <laughs> elephant fact. Because this, this was another podcast. I can't remember what it was, but it was on a podcast that I heard this story. And so I know that or have this knowledge, which might be bullshit. I don't know. Anyway, point is um, another thing okay, is good. that one of the first. <laughs> So, obviously, it was very expensive to make billiard balls because you had to kill so many elephants to get them. So, somebody thought, well, I can solve this. I have this, I found, you know, they invented a, a material to create. It's not a, it's I not a like tossed salad. Full of shit. They, just... they, they, somebody invented a material to make billiard balls out of it, but it turned out it didn't have, it was too soft. It didn't. You hit him with one ball, it just cracks. It, just, it, it didn't behave the same way as an actual ivory ball. So, that type of uh, that material didn't work out but what they did find out about that material is that you could use it for many other things like boner pills like boner pills or uh more specifically doing things like printing images onto and then projecting light through them oh really and that material was cellulite oh <laughs> or not no celluloid. celluloid cellulites on on ladies Bodies. uh they're probably on men's bums too uh my bum is tight <laughs> That's um, true. He's make cellu- celluloid. Uh, that was celluloid. Why is Chris in your butt? Um, what just happened? The, one of the first uh, plastics. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Mm. So plastic was invented sort of to save elephants. Mm. We tried. And then we killed And the then planet. we ruined the yeah. planet with plastic. Yay! Speaking of plastic. Uh-huh. Uh, one of my notes here. God, I hope they have better children's toys by the 24th century than those stupid wood beads on plastic poles. Kids love that stuff. Wood beads on plastic poles. You know that one that you always see them in like a well, yeah. It's got office. four tracks. And you yeah. gotta, dude, I fucking love those. We're talking I about kids love those. Things are great. There's one in the background during the the birth the the birthday during the school interview where you know Alexi finds out his father doesn't know his birthday and does not love him. Here's mm. the thing, Alexi. I assume that's what the parents called him. <laughs> You're just thinking of the Russian. Yeah, we call you Alexi. So I like how he, it's kind of interesting that he identifies as Alexander Roshenko yeah. instead of Alexander, son of Worf. Grandson of Morg. I know, but I think everybody knows it's actually Worf's son, don't they? So I he, mean, at this point, and also there's no reason to hide it because Worf's no longer dis, dishonored, so right. and, he could and have he a already, son. He's already stated Kalar was his mate, so yeah. Yeah. I'm skipping a jump to, yeah, son of Moog, or son of Worf. Well, it's probably just, at this point, it's what he's used to, because that's what he would have gone by on Earth, just for the sim- sake of simplicity well, I also forms. wonder if, like, because obviously, it's we, we only, spell. Worf really only goes by his first name whenever he's on the ship, and he only is son of Moog when he's dealing with Klingons. I wonder yeah, if his actual stuff. legal last name is Rojenko. <laughs> the name on his, oh, star, on his Starfleet like, badge somewhere was, actually says. Like, uh, I wonder if when he was adopted by, by the Rojenkos, if... He his adopted, name is took their name. Yeah, he got Aww. his driver's license at sixteen. It said Warfershenko. He had like acne and braces and shit. <laughs> they uh, humanized it to uh, Warren. <laughs> Warren Roshenko. No. My name isn't fucking Warren. Stop calling me Warren. The new head cannon, Warren Roshenko, uh, Empire Records. Uh, his name isn't fucking Warren. His name was Warren. But yeah. Um... This episode was tedious. Yeah, but yeah, we did learn great. Worf's a great daddy, sort of. No, he? he wasn't he great learns. at the start. He learns Of course he wasn't, but he had to get better. I don't know if he learns. He, he says he's going to learn. for a day. We'll see what happens. I mean, no, but is, I mean, like, he read into a burning thing to save his kid. I mean, I mean that's He went in to save cheap. the puppets. 
No, he did not. Riker was there to him. save the pup. I like, Riker I like how... was like, fuck him! And the kid was like, no! I, my only friend! I kind I kind of wish they had recreated that scene from um, Pee-wee's Great Adventure. And like, <laughs> Riker just runs out of the burning room, like, covered in them, and he just screams and falls over. Like when Pee-wee's got the snakes. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in, like, my whole life. Oh, like, yeah, he just... saves all these animals from a burning pet store. And the last thing he does is he saves the snakes. because, Like, he keeps running past them because he's freaked out because they're snakes. And finally, at the end, they're like, the only thing left to save. And he's like, oh... And he, like, runs out holding them. I think there's, like, one over his shoulder. And then he passes out. <laughs> He's like, what? And then he passes out. So, <laughs> aside from the fire, the other reason... Not as hot as the fire. <laughs> Sorry. What? That's it. Okay. Aside from the fire, the other reason they needed to get... Alexander out of there so fast was because when they detonated the oh, yeah, photons... Yeah, it was going to flood with... Bullshit. But here's the thing. Out in the <laughs> hallway bullshit. was okay. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> like they just yeah, leave the room. They're like, all right, we're all set now. They're behind those really sturdy doors, okay? I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, keep not, running. I, like, I, I was expecting him to keep running as well. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're, we're good? Yeah, okay. Logical. The doors are made of lead vests. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it too much. It's fine. No, and like that whole the whole countdown thing was pretty stupid. Yeah. With like, oh, it's twenty kilometers away. Oh, it's five kilometers. Oh, it's two. Kil- oh my god, it's right on top of. He's oh, doing a countdown. I remember <laughs> thinking. <laughs> I remember thinking that staying twenty kilometers behind the thing or in front of the thing or whatever seemed like really really close considering the speeds they were going. Yeah, that is. Am weird. I wrong? I no, mean, it feels like, like I was like like something traveling at <laughs> the speed of light would travel 20 kilometers in like a nanosecond probably less than a nanosecond but yeah they're like yeah you gotta stay at least 20 and i was like how the fuck are they gonna do that (laughs) very careful i mean i guess they're they're they've matched speed with the thing but as soon as they started losing speed it thing should have overtaken them almost immediately yeah yeah. my shit my note on that made me question all of the measurements now because i feel like wasn't it was it you no, or was it a visitor? Was it was it when Carl? Rossi, when Rossi? Rossi or Carl was here, where they're talking about how that the trap having the trap that is was ridiculous? Rossi. Oh, was it Rossi? Yeah, because it's like yeah, that's like it would have fit within fucking moon. nothing. The like, oh. orbit between the Earth and the Moon. <laughs> all right, well then Rossi is making me think about all the distances yeah, and I, how they're bullshit numbers. My note on that was like you know when they're like I, the the wave is currently warp seven point two and Picard's like go to warp seven point two one. It's like ah, the price is right, Gambit. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing, right? So I'm pretty sure that they that fairly recently. So it used to be that the meter was a physical object in France. The kilogram definitely is. The kilogram still is a physical Where? object. Where's France? What do they do there? It's a it's a place. It's a dead place. What are they? Do they? What language do they? They speak mostly there? speak English, and they're mostly English people that live there. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good. Um, no, uh, so there in France, there's the 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 international standards body that regulates the metric system, and they have a kilogram, which is interesting because it is a physical object that was that was meticulously milled and how long ago 18 couple weeks ago <laughs> yeah uh, a long time ago i think they re- re- periodically like redo it like they've re- i think they recent the original kilogram from the 1800s is no longer the kilogram yeah i think they're actually talking about recalculating it or well they want to well they want to do ultimately is redefine them as objective things because here's the thing about even a kilogram it has to be stored very specially. It's a piece of metal. Yeah. But even metal 
it it deteriorates over time right. you know you know entropy it, and all there's, that. there's entropy there's radiation like stuff's coming off of that metal so over time the the kilogram has drifted and what they do is they've actually made duplicates of it and they've moved those duplicates like the u.s has one other countries have their own because officially legally the united states is on the metric system <laughs> really? yeah, i think it was either ford or carter, carter that, that made us metric during the run. listen to you laugh jimmy carter is a great man he builds houses for homeless Look, jimmy people carter it wasn't just him it was congress a great man but that was a fuck up. So we are we are officially a metric country. We just don't use it except for measuring soda metric cans. Metric country, my ass. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so point the point is that you know so the different countries have their own copy of the kilogram and periodically they have to compare it to the real kilogram. So they do a whole thing. They fly it back in a special box. Stop. And and they find that they actually drift. They there's a drift, but tech, no matter what. If that, if if uh, you know, if by some miracle that kilogram in France gained mass, that would be the new kilogram because the kilogram, what? the kilo, currently the kilogram is only defined as the weight of a particular piece of metal in France. This is some fucking that's, stupid ass. That's bullshit. something that just the so French that, are keeping going so they can feel useful. But that's but so exactly so that is really stupid. So what they've been Where doing? Where do they keep the watt? They don't. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So uh, Christopher Lloyd's house. So most of the other most of the other SI units have been redefined not by a physical object, but by an objective thing that can be measured anywhere. So one example, and I don't know the exact number, but a, a, a meter is actually defined as like for again, I don't know, but for example, the distance a you know a light will travel or in such and such amount of time or you know what have you something that you could theoretically measure and it's objectively defined as versus being here is a stick that we have cut to a length this is the meter right um and they, i just kind of wish that that was the way like do they also have what else is there they got anything else that you can have kilos of damn it yeah no, i mean the, the, that's how you, they used to all be you know, even time, even the second had to be defined in a uh, yeah. in a in a particular in an objective. It's the amount of time it takes you to fought. That's why, like, that's why the atomic clock well, is a is a, is a very important thing. But anyway, what I was going to say is uh, perhaps so. The meter yes. is defined, as I say, in re- in reference to something to do with the speed of light and the speeds of particles and things like We're that. Learning so much this episode. So here's my theory. Two and a half elephants. When they for say they're twenty kilometers from the tight. thing, mm-hmm. what happens is because of warp travel and because the laws of physics are actually a lot different than what we currently understand, they never redefined what the meter was. So it turns out at warp, the meter is a fuck ton longer <laughs> than it is when you're stationary. There we go. Because particles just they move differently in warp. We've, Therefore we fixed it. twenty kilometers away, they're actually like light years ahead of the thing. Do you know what there I like go. about that? Is that there's gonna be a nerd who hears that and is like, yeah. <laughs> So jacking off furiously. Yeah. yeah. So, you know why this episode was really bad? Uh, Alexander was in it. Because when (laughs) Worf... Not enough data. When Worf was called in to have his meeting with with Teacher Face there... Kyle. They didn't bang? He didn't have to, like, squeeze into a child's desk across from her. Oh my god, yes! He, like, got a proper... Like, that would have been fine. Just him, like, this was already bad enough. And then he's like... 
Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh uh, I am not a married man. Also, Skeletor is back. This episode isn't a complete waste. Yeah, Skeletor. I love Skeletor. What? The the, the, the guy the on the holodeck that fights Alexander. Oh, yes. Okay, I was like, ooh. Times. Yes. Dwarf's Mr. Fucking, Bonehead. Fucking Dwarf's bone buddy. <laughs> <laughs> who, is, who is it that says... It's been really, it? really lonely since Killar passed away. That's the that's why the holodeck program is different for Alexander, because normally war fucks him at the end. <laughs> no. That's novice. To movie. death. To death, it should be noted. Was it Troy? Someone says to Worf at one point, like, oh, you know, I'm not here to judge your parenting. Was that Troy? Yeah, that was, was yeah. Troy. It's like, I'm not here to judge, but I'm judging. But you <laughs> suck but at I'm being Troy. a dad, Worf. Jesus. I don't know. Troy, Troy was, was a mother for a day, and she thinks she knows fucking everything. Yeah, well, she's really. also a trained therapist so she's, hopefully yeah, she is, allegedly she is so eager to like get them into family therapy she's like way too excited dude, for that because she has nobody else no one she's else got needs her shit O'Brien. yeah oh. molly o'brien come on that kid's gonna be fucked up oh god last episode one thing i meant to say i'll make it quick i really feel bad for that guy whose leg was all fucked up i saw that what the fuck happened to him i assumed he was kayaking, kayaking with o'brien <laughs> But then he's like, she's, she's still in the middle of fixing him. And you're like, oh, can I, can I see a neural stimulus? She's like, oh, sure. And just walks away from this guy she's treating instead of having a nurse listen, do listen. it. Listen, listen. He's on an opium drip right now. He's fine. <laughs> I mean, that poor bash like, oh, I guess right, I'll yeah. wait here then mm. while I'm still gushing. You could have cleaned the wound. That's normally step one. Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, my joke. What happened was uh, what happened to this asshole's leg? Mugadu get out? Mugadu? <laughs> uh, it was that big, big white yeti, yeti monster. from Poison POS. Kirk. He's in the picture, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's, he's on top of a with the really oh, uncomfortable with the, with like the rhino doctor board. lady. Yeah. Okay, so here's the real question: How many Mugados do you need for billiard ball set? Seven. Uh, I don't no, know. It's got to be less than elephants, well, surely. We didn't tell you how many testicles it has. So are its testicles of ivory? It, yeah, why not? You could actually just use its testicles as a billiard ball. Right, and they're oh, perfectly fun. round. Oh, I don't know. I didn't even see what it was. Not everybody keeps their genitals in the same place, Caitlin. Oh, that? <laughs> All right. Fun. Are we done done I'm with done, these? Done. Can we do... Dumb. 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 I'm a dum-dum. So no. what, one, one last thing. It does... I do think, though, that the way Jordy was talking, the plan was that eventually ships would be able to generate their own skadoodly waves there. And just point them in whatever direction? Or... I guess. So that, that's why I got confused. Starships like, would have been ruined forever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, no, starships like... wouldn't be ruined forever. They would come up with new and prettier things. No, they wouldn't. They'd look dumb without nacelles. Starfleet ships are beautiful. The Tholian ships don't have nacelles. Yeah, they look dumb. No, they look cool. It seems like if the thing appears... So the idea was that it's going to increase velocity... Indefinitely, that seems like it would even even with the caveat. If you could get over the ship exploding aspect of it, that would still be pretty useful. You could like imagine if Voyager had that. Yeah, it's true. Well, imagine a lot of things. They would never be able to stop. But well, they, they jump yeah. out quickly. Yeah, now. They make it, it's like all right, five minutes to the sun. Everyone jump now. Well, Not you, Harry. Or teleport now. Whatever. And then oh, they I'm all turn into lizards. <laughs> I'm nothing against him. I just feel like, you know, Janeway would probably try to kill him just because. All right. Well, that's all we got for these two episodes. So uh, I guess we'll just talk about what's happening next week, which Ooh. is some more episodes. Wow. Uh, that's right. So next week we will be talking about Hero Horship. Hmm. Hero Horship. Hero's Worship. Hero Worship. <laughs> We worship a hero. 
We're gonna get on a warship. Yes. With heroes. Heroes. And as well as violations. Those will be coming up next week. But until then, you should join us on Twitter. And well, we're not really on Twitter that much. I don't not even really. want to mention it, but whatever. It's you there. You can follow us on Twitter. We won't post shit, but you know, at least we can count the numbers, I guess. I don't know. You can also find us on Tumblr. So there's uh, there's some great stuff on there. Some great stories and articles. Recaps about our tops and bottoms every season. So check that out on Tumblr. Our name there is SSHB Podcast. And you can also get there by going to SSHBpodcast.com on your internet. Uh, we're also on Facebook. That's the one we mostly use. <laughs> Search for Star to Steer Her By. We have, we post all kinds of stuff. Tw- memes. Mm-hmm. Memes. Meme. We memes. 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 Yeah, we do. We do that. We do memes. We do. We post about the shows. We, uh, you know, we invite you to talk back on our comments and tell us how fucking idiots we are. Yak back. Yak back. Um, oh my oh, god! That remember a, that? Thing? That was a fun yes. toy. No, it wasn't. Not really. They no, made it like it was going to be it fun. One it was lame shit. I never had one. I knew someone that had one. I thought. I think I had one. I mean, I did too, but it was still lame. We all got fooled. Anywho, so yeah, you can find us on all those social media platforms. You can also download this podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And uh, you can find us on SoundCloud. Did I do that right? Well, good job. You did. Good. Good enough. All right, so find us on all of those. And until next time, my name has been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ace. And this is always Caitlin. We don't need a we don't need a final word. Fuck these bozos. Yeah, I, I miss having the, the Joan line to make it tie. Actually, you know, you used to say thanks for listening, mm. and then Caitlin would give the tagline. Yeah, that's true. You never had to give up make up a tagline, which is what Jake tries to do every fucking week. <laughs> Except this week. <laughs>